0: as alaikum, may peace and blessings be upon you. My name is Miriam Colon. I am Puerto Rican. I've been Muslim for 20 years and born and raised in New Jersey by a typical Puerto Rican family. And I must say, I converted to Islam and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, so just to backtrack a little bit, um, going into... My childhood, I grew up into what I would call a typical Puerto Rican style family. I was the youngest of six, and uh, so I had other siblings from previous uh, marriage my father was in. And uh, then um, he met my mom and uh, helped her raise my brother, and then they had me, so I'm the only child they have together. And they recently adopted um, a young boy, so now there's seven of us. And uh, we um, we were all born and, and raised in New Jersey. And as as my parents both moved there at a young age, and uh, I mean, I must say that I had fun. I had fun growing up uh, in in our household with you know so many family members. And such a fun father. My father has the personality of a, I would say the personality of a typical man with the boost of all of the Puerto Rican characteristics that you can possibly think of. All the good and the bad. I don't know how to describe him, but he is just a bombshell and the coolest father that I could ever have. Um, he's funny. All of my cousins know him as being the comedian of the family, (laughs) Uh, and um, we always partied. I had a fun childhood, because we always partied. There was always a party to go to, or a reason to party. Um, And so, although my family didn't really um, practice Catholicism religiously, they made time for the Christmas parties and the you know New Year's and, and um, the Three Kings Day. Uh, so whatever they can find time to celebrate, it was a reason to have a party. When I asked them, when I began to have a little bit more curiosity towards why are we doing this or uh, what's so religious about uh, Easter and what is the meaning behind it? Um, Why are we celebrating it? I realized that it was more of a traditional thing than a religious, uh, like strong religious foundation behind it. Um, I would ask questions like, what is the meaning of this or what is the meaning of that? And eventually, I believe that's what led me to finding Islam because I was always curious and um, a simple answer was never enough for me. I I always wanted to know the depths of things, and I I questioned in detail um, who God was or how I was created and why. What what my purpose was, was something that I was always looking for. And um, there was never a doubt that God existed, but there was always a doubt towards how I should worship him and so i never really did uh but all along i was having so much fun and then you know i went into high school and um and you know you start making friends and you turn 18 so now you can go clubbing okay so years went by of me just having the time of my life being young pretty single and just uh not so free because I would get in trouble when I came back home. But <laughs> but I, I felt a sense of freedom and I enjoyed it and and I clubbed. I I, I used to club hop. Now I mosque hop. <laughs> so I clubbed. I clubbed from Friday night to to like I probably came home Saturday morning, sometimes to the point where it, it was a problem for my parents. They didn't understand it. Uh, so uh, until I saw my sister at a club one day and they realized She's not doing anything wrong. She's at a club, but she's like learning how to dance. So leave her alone and so I Grew out of it. I grew out of it Years went by um, I finished high school was always a, a pretty good student um, Other than not wanting to follow rules. I did good with my academics um, I took it to um, college, and from there, I um, I asked more questions, and I, I wanted to know more, um, but really, I had three different encounters with Islam, one at the age of 12, um, one in high school, and then when I got to college in 2001, the terrible disaster of... tragedy just like really affected me. Um, It was the saddest time in my life. Um, That made me want to research Islam even more. Not because I was interested in becoming Muslim at that time, I was really just afraid for my life. And I wanted to educate myself and know what it is that these crazy people believe to make them do such a thing. And that's really um, what drove me towards learning more about Islam and questioning it and asking God to guide me. Along my search and, and, and my struggle to sort of find my path, my religion, my truth, I really, I went into so many different aspects of Religion I went into Things that I perhaps should have stayed away from I went into um, Even had a friend who was Buddhist and I went into asking Questions. I never actually practice any of this um, But I went into finding out what what made you want to be Buddhist why what is the, the Buddhist belief uh, what is Buddhism in, in general, and why did you accept that? Um, I also spoke to uh, my family member, who is my aunt, and she is a Pentecostal Christian. So I began going to church with her, and um, and I had, for, for years before that, uh, I went to church with her. I grew up in and out of Pentecostal Christian uh, churches uh, also my brother got married and became a Baptist minister. So when my brother became a Baptist minister, I started going to church with him and his wife. And uh, that was similar to what I had already seen with Christianity, uh, but slightly different. Um, I had been going to church to the Roman Catholic Church with my parents growing up all my, all my life pretty much. Uh, they went very seldomly, I would say maybe three times per year. Uh, but when we went, we went for these ritual ceremonies that um, I would call uh, Easter, Ash Wednesday, Good Friday. And um, it was like the best way I could describe it was like a ceremony. Of um certain things that and they would do or perform, and then certain prayers that we would say, and then we would leave and um, go on uh, about ourselves and so I experienced that um, I was never baptized uh, I was born into my original state and however God wanted me to be here, right? He created me the way he wanted to create me. I believe he created me sinless. And then uh, I went into pretty much being born into a family of non-practicing Puerto Ricans or non-religious Puerto Ricans. uh, And later on got involved with the Catholic religion because there's a stigma that if you don't baptize your child, they become susceptible to evil. So here I am already like grown, like not that grown, but I was nine. And so at the age of nine, the priest decided, well, you can't find godparents. So why don't to just put her in Sunday school? Sunday school was really interesting because I was one of the oldest kids there and my mom essentially put me there so that I could have all of my questions answered because she didn't really have all the answers. Well she made the effort to get those answers for me but when I raised my hand too many times or asked the questions that I shouldn't have had I shouldn't have been asking uh it was a problem. So eventually I ended up being the Child in the back of the class that always had a hand up and was just ignored. So in the Catholic religion, it's like wrong to question God. And when I was questioning, the questions that I had were pretty legit and I thought they were good questions, but to the nuns and the head teacher, she felt like I was questioning God and they felt that I had no faith and that, that that was a problem. The questions I was asking in the class, the children would go home and ask their parents. So that became like a form of controversy for them and sort of defeated the reason why they brought their kids to school in, in a sense. And, um, and so the nun invited my mom to the office and sat down and had a private, session with my mom and I asking if everything was okay at home and my mom said yeah sure it's okay what do you mean you know she's fine she doesn't have any faith the nun told my mom she has no faith she's a child with no faith she questions everything and so my mom said yes I know that's why she's here so you can show her the way teach her so that she has her her questions answered i don't have the answer to her questions but that's why she's here and so it was to the point where there was a moment of silence after my mom said that and it was to the point where uh she asked my mom to work on that uh i left next sunday comes around and my mom saw the sadness in my face was so obvious that my mom decided to ask me if I wanted to come into class, and I said no. So she said, "Okay, let's go have some ice cream," and we did. We went. We had a banana split, and uh, and that was the end of Sunday school. And so I went on through my uh, life and my teenage years, uh, always curious, always questioning and looking into things and I got into so many different books just looking for some sort of guidance and um, Finally when I went to college, I took a, a comparative religion class and in college it was pretty much uh, a free elective class, cause that was not my major at all. And so, I also made a Muslim friend. And now this is post 9-11. And I was, uh, in a sense, doing that because I was feeling type Islamophobic. Um, and I don't like saying it, but I was looking at Muslims like they were gonna do something else. Um, and once I began learning more and I made this Muslim friend and I started asking more questions and reading their books, that was the thing. I actually had the opportunity to go to a mosque and get books from their library. <laughs> and so I read those fundamental books and I realized, you know, there's I don't see anything wrong here. I don't see anything bad. Or anything that I can go against in these in these books, and so I continued um, questioning Islam. I think that overall, I was convinced already, but my stubbornness was sort of making me go into like these details, looking for something that I didn't agree with, so I could say, "Oh no, nah, this ain't for me." Like. It's time to move on. What were you thinking? (laughs) But that never happened. You know, um, I was in denial for some time and realized that Islam is the truth and this is a religion for me. And um, I accepted it as my truth. And so um, when I converted to Islam there were so many adversities and challenges for me. Firstly, I had to learn another language so that i can begin to pray now that came with time and i was told to not be rushing through it and to take my time and that god knows that i don't necessarily know the language or that i did not um come into islam as a child i don't have muslim family members so this is a a position i'm in after I became Muslim where I felt like I, I need to learn everything, I want to know everything at the same time, I want to know everything I can possibly know about Islam but I wanted it to do, I wanted it to like be like tomorrow and I put too much on myself, it became a little difficult until I realized it, somebody told me girl you need to take a step back, <laughs> Like. You know, there's people who have studied Islam for years and never even know everything. So worry about the fundamentals and and, and the basic principles and and your basic obligations. So that's what I did. And so I learned how to pray on my own. Like I was listening to my headset. There was a, a prayer, a cassette tape, I'm that old okay (laughs) a cassette tape in my walkman i would listen to every day and it would repeat the call to prayer it would repeat the um al-fatiha and and the short verses that were in 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 that prayer so i actually learned i memorized it before i learned how to do any formation so when i finally converted to islam I, uh, I I called my parents up and they had an idea this would happen. I I had them in tune to what I had been studying and how my thoughts were uh, transforming and what Islam said about this and what Islam said about that. So every time I learned something new, I would share it with them. My mom, I would say, is like my my best friend and my father is like that male best friend that I never had. So I do talk to them often and I shared everything with them. Although they were living in Puerto Rico and I was living in New Jersey, we were in constant contact. So when I finally uh, declared my faith, uh, or what we call Shahada, I called my mom and I told her and her first reaction which is crazy for her to say this. Uh, But she said, no wonder we were never able to baptize you. You weren't meant to be anything but Muslim. (laughs) So for my mom, who's not a Muslim, who doesn't really understand everything, to just come out and just be the first thing that she says after I told her I converted, um, to say that no wonder we were never able to find those godparents that were married by the Roman Catholic Church so that we can go with, Ahead with that procedure it was because you were meant to be Muslim and so for my mom to say that that was just so supportive and it meant so much to me My my dad was the next person on the phone and he said as long as you're doing something good I don't care if this is what makes you happy I'm okay so from from the initial like declaration my parents were supportive now, was it easy? No, they don't know anything about Islamic culture. they don't know anything about beliefs they don't really even practice their own faith so it was it was a challenge. It was a huge challenge for them and but they accepted now. I was not wearing hijab yet. I was not wearing hijab. <laughs> And I wasn't really wearing like typical Arab clothes or Middle Eastern style um, or, you know, like Pakistani style or Indian style clothes. I wasn't into that. Um, I was just buying very modest American style, like Western style clothes. But, you know, like the long uh, hobo skirts and the long sleeve shirts. I would buy an extra size larger, and still, yet, like, it was the hijab that really made a difference to them. And to be identified as a Muslim while being with them, to them, it it was different, and I understand that. My conviction with my hijab, eventually, with time after hurtful comments and after friends that I thought were there for me, so the end disappeared because now I'm a hijabi. After that, I didn't really care much what people said, thought or anything. It was just like, I'm Muslim. I'm, uh, I'm Just like I'm a proud Puerto Rican, I am also a proud Muslim. And you know, not to let that get over my head, but hijab is my pride. And I'm going to wear it, and I'm not going to take it off, regardless to whom likes it or not. This is not for anybody else to like. This is for me to be comfortable with. This is for me to understand why I'm doing this. This is my choice, and I'm doing this to please my Lord, not to please a human being. So if I allow people to bother me, even though it did hurt, I didn't show it. And it only hurt because it was family, you know, that didn't understand and that. But eventually, I would say several years after I converted, they they were used to me already with hijab. They were used to me. It wasn't, there was no question, are you hot in that? Or are you, you know, how do you have so much clothes? On? Or, I don't know, I felt like they would look at me sometimes and feel like, their pressure go up or their blood pressure would rise or they would get hot just by looking at me. But uh, by the grace of God, I was able with my actions to sort of change that around without even realizing it. Time passed, time went by and today My family does support me all the way. If wearing hijab is going to make you insecure about yourself or your situation in society and going out into society as a hijabi is so difficult for you, eventually it's gonna become depressing, you know? So I mentally set myself up and I I set my intention right. I made sure that I knew I'm doing this for the sake of Allah and I know I'm not perfect and I'm probably not gonna get it right right away, but eventually I'll get it. And so from that came a combined designs, Dignity Apparel uh, brand, which is a clothing line that I started because every time I went into the shops that were available, I found myself trying clothes on from somebody else's culture. And it didn't feel like really who I was. I felt like I was trying somebody else's clothes on. Therefore, I decided to find me a local seamstress. It's like, okay, I can draw. I'm pretty artistic. And I drew up some designs i went to the fashion district of new york i made some friends who you know sold me some wholesale fabrics and um, i went to the seamstress with my drawing and she made samples and patterns for me and uh, i started wearing it whatever it is that i had made I, i would just wear it Upon entering the masjid or seeing sisters along the way, they inquired about my clothing line and eventually even purchased some items. Now, producing it in New York City, in the fashion district, as they encourage you to do, is not cheap and would have um, really costed quite a bit for me to make any profit. So, uh, Nonetheless, I I sold several dresses and and I did a little bit of that, but I continued to work on my hijab brand. And so I would buy chiffon and georgettes and different fabrics I thought would be great for hijab. And I would bring them to a Turkish lady uh, who was making them for me. Um, The Turkish lady um, eventually um, she ended up passing away which was really sad when i found out Um, had no idea i was not even able to go to her funeral Uh, she was working out of a shop and so i continued buying fabrics and scarves uh, from someone else that i had been working with but um, when i moved here to houston i sort of uh, realized that in different regions there's uh, different likings to other fabrics rather than chiffon and georgettes so I sort of put a hold on that um, because that's not really what I focused on with the scarf line and um, there are today many people uh, wearing some of these designs and um, In Puerto Rico, I sold some scarves actually, which is crazy. (laughs) I would take it with me sometimes. I would do hijab parties. Um, So that was fun. I made it sort of like a lifestyle and I made it fun. And um, I would prepare my outfits, you know, the day before. I always had at least two or three outfits ready to go. And um, I got it from my mom, she matches everything. And so she accessorizes, (laughs) her shoes have to match her purse and stuff like that. So I guess uh, I got that from them. And and what would help, and unfortunately, because we have to see a celebrity doing it in order for us to be like, oh, now that's cool, which is sad. That's really sad because we can't be individuals and, and, and say, okay, hopefully the majority of us will be individual thinkers and and say this is what I want to do for myself before that happens, but if that were to happen where Modesty sells rather than sex sells that would be an amazing turn and It would gain us a lot more respect than we could ever imagine today.